0: Hey you guys and welcome to Monday Mornings with Michael. This is your host Michael and today is October 3rd, 2022 and we are officially in this new month of October. Is that not insane? Wow, wow, wow. It's also my birthday month so on October 16th, which is a Sunday, don't worry, I will be turning my next year twenty-eight. Remember, if you, if you listen back a couple episodes ago on the show, I mentioned how I did forget my age. So I now know my age. I'm 27 for just about two weeks more, and then, boom, just like that, I will be one year older. Some quick things for this episode that we're going to go over. So, well, I guess really just an update before we jump into two like heavier topics, I guess, or longer topics. One is longer, one is a bit heavier, but we do have a new business conversation this week so that is super exciting and we cannot wait it is going to be such an awesome and fun-filled week and we're going to be announcing who this business is who the business owner is later today on our social media, on our Instagram account, at Fisher Philbrick. So if you're not following us there yet, go ahead and give a follow. We have all the links in the show notes here, and you're going to want to hear who this business is. We have, well, we had a great conversation already, and I cannot wait to share it with you all this coming Thursday when we release it. And then we are also going to have a Coffeeed Up Cup update next monday i was gonna do some stuff on it today and oh wow there just isn't enough room or space or time to get everything in this one episode so i'm gonna instead of just kind of breezing through that i'm gonna hold off because we do have some fun and exciting updates about that and you're just gonna have to hang on for one more week yes if you're listening for the first time to the show you'll be like oh man i have to come back again next week yes you do but thank you because that will be another penny that will be sent to us. (laughs) Maybe we can get to $6 by the time my actual birthday comes. Maybe. I think we're like 30 cents away, so we just need 30 listens. Come on, guys. We can do this. Go and share this episode with a lot of people. Anyone you know. Anyone, right? Yes. Okay, from there, though, it is not only just my birthday, but it's our birthday month here at Fisher Philbrook, LLC. Yes, that's right. Let me say it again. It's our birthday month, and actually, our birthday day if you think of a business birthday this coming week so let me tell you a little bit about that this is leading into our first topic before we get to the more heavy one (laughs) but this first one is about our birthday because that is so exciting it really just breezed by and I did have a recollection of it this kind of the week before the last two weeks of being like whoa this is around the time that I was thinking like I'm gonna get this all together and we're gonna submit things and make this happen for my birthday month in October. So it was so crazy and surreal to be walking Zoe, my dog, and you know, currently I'm using those walks to come up with ideas for my next business, coffee up cup, and to be like How crazy is this? One year later, I'm on these same dog walks and I haven't been doing them for quite a while, but I just happen to be doing that with a new business in mind. And if I could launch it in this year, I would. I'm gonna be smart though, and I'm holding off the launch till next year so that I can get a better tax break. It'll save me $800 if I do that. I did not do that with Fisher Filbrick, so after like four months, at the start of the year, I had to pay $800. <laughs> and we haven't even made $6. So if I can save myself almost $1,000 for the next business, you can bet I'm going to do that. But it was recollecting and being like, whoa, we're almost to our one year. And it just was insane to think that. And knowing, so I looked up on my in my emails and saw that on October 3rd of last year, 2021, I officially submitted all of my documents to the secretary of state saying like i am going to register my business then it was approved and i was officially a business with the state of california on october 5th so that is just two days away that i officially got that one year mark of like hey guess what you guys it's our birthday The only kind of confusing thing within that is that I never know, like, do you become a business when you submit that? You know, okay, start over. Do you become a business when you officially have your full idea ready to go? Or is it when you submit your paperwork saying you want to be a business? Or is it when you were approved by the state that you've become a business? And even from there, I had to get a business license for the city I'm in, which is San Jose. So is that another? So, you know, there was so much at the time that I'm like, I think we're just gonna do the basic thing that most companies do. And we're gonna say this whole month is our birthday month. But I think becoming a business with the state is kind of like my feeling for the overall thing. So if that's the case, we'll say October 5th. So give us some thoughts (laughs) on October 5th and be like, hey, happy birthday. We'll also be posting something. I'm not sure what, because as I said, it really creeped up upon us and it's just like, whoa, okay, there we are. But overall we have come so far in a year in one sense which is so cool to see and really to experience. And I know you guys too, you know, if you've been listening to us for this whole time, well, thank you so much. But you have seen firsthand how much things have gone, how they've grown and where we've come from and to, which is so exciting. But then on the other hand, I see a one year and I'm just like, man, that was one year. Like it felt really fast, but at the same time, like I felt like we were moving so slow. And I'm like trying to, in my mind, like, figure out like, okay, if that's the first year, how long is it going to take to get on track where this business can actually make money and sustain me? You know, not completely sustain me. Eventually we will get there, but you know, you know, maybe like a a nice $1,000 extra (laughs) income a month. And I'm like, I don't know. be frank i have no idea but i know it's going to be a long time but i did want to recap this first year because i think it is fun to talk about to celebrate and this is all part of the journey of knowing like hey we are in our first year we just got to the first year and maybe things went a little bit differently than we would have thought or hoped or wished for but at the same time it is a journey and it's been fun and i've learned so much being the founder and the person of running this business. So I think the first year was mostly just building up content. So that was from October to January, really the end of January, because I knew I wanted to launch in January, like officially launch. And I had the account running, you know, starting in January for all the social media, but I wasn't telling anyone about it. Cause I'm like, you need to have some posts going before you start blabbing your mouth <laughs> and telling people like, Hey, I quit my full-time job to start this. And they're like, what's there nothing is there so those first couple months was just building content and really just showing up and doing what we were doing with very little engagement even once we launched in january was we got you know somewhat of good followers just from the people i had worked with previously some friends family people that were just like okay we're just gonna follow and you know grateful for them as always but it was weird to be like we're doing all these things coming out of a company that was doing well and like had good engagement with customers and granted they were going into i think their sixth or seventh year by the time i was leaving and i was there for five years so they you know put in the work and time to get there but coming to this being like, we're going to take off and have all these skills and really good experience with working in a startup in a, in a new company. And like, we're going to put this all to use. And then seeing like, no, really not. Like, yes, you can show up and do things professionally, but not that many people are tuning in or, or are going to tune in or they're not going to see your content or understand what you're doing still. People don't really understand and I have changed things up of how I describe it And i'll talk about that in a little bit, but a lot of that was just in those first few months And then you know because you've listened It took seven months to figure out how to get a guest on the podcast. Something that I thought was gonna be so easy and so like everyone is gonna want this. Like there is nothing wrong about this. It's great, it's free, it's promotion. Promotion anytime is good if you're trying to get your business. And really, I am just here and I still am. But especially when I started, I'm like, I just wanna help other people, help other small businesses. I know it's tough, I know it's tricky. And you know, especially now after a year, I can also say yes. I agree yes michael younger michael (laughs) you are so right and so true so that to me was just mind baffling but we made so many changes until we got the first one and then we got a second and third and fourth and fifth and going into this week because we're gonna have a new interview at the tail end of the week which will be for next week yay 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 exciting that will be our 10th business so whoa that is so cool and we are still like figuring things out within that but That is incredible that we actually got those first guests and we are going and going. And, you know, in that meantime, with those seven months, I learned how to actually create and launch and maintain a podcast from scratch with, yes, reading online different articles, watching some YouTube videos before. I even launched the business, which was that summer before. But really, it is so different once you're in there. So you can read up and do all of that, but until you're jumping into a live podcast where you need to come out with episodes every week, it's like, whoa, okay, that is a lot different. And even if you remember, we used to do Monday mornings with Michael on the Instagram Live and we didn't even add it onto the podcast. So that was a huge thing in me learning like, okay, we're doing all this content, which is fun. Even though no one is watching it, maybe one or one to three people were actually watching it and you know who you are, so thank you, I so appreciate it. But there was only a few people and we weren't getting paid from that. Right now, the podcast is the only way we could make money and is the, the way we're making money right now. So I was like, why am I spending all this time to get ready to go on an Instagram Live when not many people are gonna watch it? And guess what, even if they are watching it a lot, yay, it's fun for them, but I'm not getting paid to do this. <laughs> so that's when we officially, we did it both. So I was doing like, you can watch me and then listen back to it on the podcast. And then finally I came to my senses and was just like, no, you know what? We're not doing that. It is a lot more work, even though it is fun. And I enjoy the pressure of really needing to know how to speak well live. I am still doing that now, like right now for this podcast, I'll just be going back and editing and editing out when I swallow, because I think that is disgusting to hear me swallow. (laughs) And so I am speaking live to you guys. I'm just cutting out the swallowing or drinking water. And today I don't even have my water because I am trying to get through this so that we can just keep on going with the day because it is going to be an insane and crazy, crazy day. But all to say, what I learned with that is that you really just have to keep on posting. And that's what I would read when it comes, when it, Came to podcasts is that, you know, initially it's really fun and you think you have all these ideas for episodes, but then guess what? You run out of those ideas or you use them all up. That was me. After like five weeks, I was like, I used up all the topics I could think of. Now what do I do? And there were some weeks when I skipped posting and wouldn't post. And even with the Monday mornings where I was like, I need to take a break. I need to focus on trying to get guests. I don't have time to be coming up with these topics. But eventually I did learn like you literally you do have to post every single time and these mondays and thursdays Like those are huge because those are the two times that we are training the audience you guys to come in and listen And to to expect an episode We have to fulfill that and keep going and keep posting because eventually It will build up and things will start building up traction and that's kind of where we're at now with slowly building up traction with our listeners, with the businesses applying. Even like some of the episodes I will post, like the Thursday ones, I post at 2 a.m. my time. So I'm still sleeping, though probably I will. I, I work Thursday mornings at my morning job. So I'll be getting up two hours. But it, it's 2 a.m. Pacific time, 4 a.m. Central time, and then 5 a.m. Eastern time. Because I'm like, hey, maybe there are some... Well, I know from my other job, the full-time one that I had been working at, at the startup, people on the East Coast get up really early. So I was like, they can have it at 5am. And I've seen now in the last few weeks that by the time I get up at four, if I check to see how many people have listened, there's already like two people that have listened. And I'm like, you listened within two hours. So there are people that are getting up early and listening to our show the very first thing. And maybe they're on in a different country. I think I think there's such a small percent that are in a different country. And really, I think it's people that use the VPM to hide the country they're in. So I'm assuming right now everyone is in America, but they're getting up early. And that's one of the first things they're listening to. So like, whoa, it is so worth it. Like we got, I got two pennies while I was sleeping. <laughs> so yes, keep on going. Mainly though, what I've kind of summed things up as, is that as a business, you know, I have so much I want to do with Fisher Filbrick, And that's how I jumped into it of like, we're not just a podcast because how do you build up a business saying I'm just a podcast when I want to do so much more so that's why and I've talked about this before you can listen back in some of our early episodes I created the business as being think of it as an umbrella that we can plug in different things underneath it being our business side we talked a lot during the last few months about doing a kid section which is on pause now but that will be coming up as life leads me there. So a kid section and then boom, boom, you know, adding different things with underneath this umbrella. But now seeing where we're at and kind of going in the last few weeks, I have more of some things up as like, hey, you know what? We are primarily just a podcast (laughs) focused on small business owners within the business management and kind of entrepreneurial world, providing on our website, the resources to start and build their own business and featuring the small businesses and promoting them on our show on social media and also on the days we don't have that we're sharing business topics business segments really things that can pump you up about your life and the projects you're in because it doesn't just have to be a business it can be a creative hobby taking care of your family, really focusing on being the best person you can be. And I think that content is so much fun. And hopefully you have enjoyed it as well over this last year. And also within these Monday shows is really sharing personal updates, which I'll get to that next heavier topic. I feel like I keep saying that. So if you don't know what I'm going to talk about, then you're probably like, what are you talking about? Please just get to it. You can read it in the show notes. So it will spoil it. But if you're only listening via audio, then you have no idea what this heavy topic is. <laughs> but I think that has been a lot of fun. And the feedback I've gotten to you is that people do like to hear about my own life. So I'm like, sure, I like to talk. Of course, I'll talk like I'll share what I can. And it's even turned into as I'm working on this upcoming business, Coffee Dup Cup, is that I can share that on this episode. And yes, I'm a business owner with Fisher Philbrick. But I'm also an entrepreneur and I think it's so fun to be able to share with you some of these projects I'm doing or how I randomly helped out at a golf tournament as the event coordinator the day of and I've never played golf besides mini golf putt putt golf (laughs) so stuff like that I think is so fun and really shows that I am a full person and yes I do care for what I'm doing you know I care for helping people out and that is what i'm passionate about and what i love to do so hopefully that does come through and you know for this next year i can tell you i don't really know how things will go of course we will be growing our audience the listeners the businesses that are on the show that's all where we're already headed but to tell you like this is what our goals are this is what we're doing i don't really know and i know you probably should know but Right now it really is just focusing on the podcast so i think that is why it is very fundamental that i do kind of shift my focus back to what i really didn't want to say like we're just a podcast to being like we have the resources up there so if people want them they can go and get them and even to this day like someone i met up with i showed them they're like all of this is on there wow this is great stuff there's so much written there how did you have time to do this i'm like that was the first like three months of me working was just solely on these resources and yes they are very helpful but no one knows and no one clicks them and no one reads them but oh well you know what can i do about that i don't know but by going to this is just a podcast it will really help focus things in on like okay what are our goals for this year growing the podcast getting more guests on the show (laughs) furthering our reach bringing in new listeners creating new content to share to keep everyone engaged so from that standpoint, I do know what we're doing this year is really just keep going. And I think that is helpful in your own life. And the things you're doing is a lot of times things will take a long time. And hey, a year later, and you haven't seen that much, you've spent a couple thousand dollars in the last year, but you've only made $5.70. You know what, that's okay. But guess what, you got to keep on going, just keep on going. And it's slow to get your own business started. But I think that it will be worth it and what you're doing in your own life and what I'm doing in my life with this business. I think it will be so I know and I am optimistic, which I always encourage you to be that yourself as we get to the closing of the episode. So I hope you can also see that in myself and that, you know, I don't really know how the next year will go, but I can see for like far enough in the future to know that this will be a successful business, that people will be thrilled to be on the show and to be featured. And that gets me excited, keeps me pumped up and willing to keep moving forward. The only bad thing with this whole birthday month is that it's also my own birthday month and I don't do like... Some people do celebrate their whole month and I'm like, no, when I say birthday month, I just mean I was born in (laughs) the month of October. I just celebrate the day and it went from, I think I mentioned this on a, couple different podcasts that i used to have like tons of friends over and then over the years it's just been my family that's all i want i don't want to invite anyone over (laughs) like yeah i'm over that at this point in my life like just keep the people close to me who think the same and have the same values morals ideas wants in life you know all of that yeah we'll keep it simple and go throughout that but when it comes to having your business and your birthday month I am just getting all these bills in the mail and all these emails saying how everything is gonna be renewing and how much money they're gonna be taking from my business account. So (laughs) that I would say is the only bad thing is getting all these letters like, you need to pay another 240 to maintain your San Jose business license. And then Google, like, we're gonna renew this because it's been a year and the website, we've already renewed for a couple hundred dollars or whatever the amount is. So that to me is kind of the funny thing of like, oh, okay. When I was starting this business, that was a really cool idea because I was like, I'm going to start it before my 27th birthday. So I can say forevermore as a 26 year old, I started this business. But now as I'm 27 turning 28, I'm like, Michael, you just gave yourself (laughs) more expenses to do in October, which is already kind of a tricky time because I just paid for my car insurance, which was $1,600. And that cleared out a lot of my personal bank account and then i had to pay rent for where i live and a phone bill and gas oh my gosh gas is very expensive too so all of this where i'm like oh this is really not the great time of year and then we're going into christmas season which we need to buy gifts for everyone so that'll be more money (laughs) that i'm gonna need so that's the only downside if you are thinking about starting a business during your birthday month just think about that if that doesn't bother you then go ahead and do it right away because you don't want to spend all day just waiting but if you can get a good tax break and save $800 and not have to get tons of bills during your birthday month, then maybe wait for that as well. But from here, let's go on to that heavier topic that I keep mentioning that I've been talking about so don't worry we're not going to prolong it anymore the thing is that I got in a car crash and it wasn't just an accident it was a crash on the freeway it's actually the first accident I've had and that's pretty good I started driving at 16 and almost made it to 28 so like 12 years of having no crashes, no accidents, no hitting of anyone, I think that was pretty good. But I do want to let you know about it, because there is so much, like, if you want to know about my life, this was a pretty big thing, and I think you could probably agreed to if you've ever been hit by someone else while actively driving or if you have been the one that is at fault as i was in hitting someone else it there is so much there and it's going to be something you're going to remember forever so i also kind of want to document this so i can listen back to it though i don't think after i initially listened to it i really want to relive it all that much just because there was a lot there but let's talk about a little bit of what happened and what went on with that so i was driving home from the gym As I usually do, I swim, I drive the same route every time, you know, almost every day to get back home. And traffic was slowing in the lane I was in because we're getting off one freeway. and going to be taking an on-ramp onto another one. I was likely about a quarter mile away from that. And to get to there, you go over an underpass and it was very bright out. And yes, I was wearing sunglasses, but by the time I was under the underpass and I was slowing down, so it's probably like 40 miles an hour i my eyes didn't adjust until it was too late and i saw like about halfway under that underpass the car in front of me was completely stopped and it wasn't like i was following behind them because i think that would have been a little easier it was like no cars were in front of me to all of a sudden my eyes like blinking and being like what's happening now to like oh my eyes adjusted oh snap i can't stop fast enough and i had both feet on the brake which you don't need both feet you just need one to push it all the way down but you know like a cartoon both feet were on there as fast as I could and I just was not able to stop fast enough without hitting her And it was such a split second. So even as I'm thinking While I'm talking I'm like it sounds like you had a lot of time. No, there was like no time at all like I I don't know It was the fastest thing that I had experienced yet when it comes to a car and a crash and being like There's nothing I can do. I hope everyone is going to be okay snap i just ruined my clean driving record (laughs) the guy behind me though he swerved out of the way and went directly onto the we're in the right lane so there was the the place where you can pull your car over really easily i kept driving like the person in front of me that i hit she kept going she actually went up really far i'm like why didn't you just pull right over so and then i like followed behind her in the emergency drive off area and was just like okay I need to get my stuff out of the glove box and this and that and then i was like well i should see if she's okay and she had a much bigger car than mine i have a 5 series bmw so a sedan it's low to the ground and she had a lexus l-e-x-u-u-x that's what her little insurance card was that she gave me um, but her car looked to be fine just the bumper and we got out and my whole front of my car is squished like the hood is squished up the grating on the front is gone, fallen into the inside of the car. The license plate is gone. I Later on, I walked back from where we initially crashed to see if I could recover it. and <laughs> It was in the middle of the lane. Car is just driving over it, running it over. I'm like, yeah, it's rush hour. There's no way I'm going to be able to get this license plate. But initially got out of the car and I think the first thought through my mind was I had my hat off. And because my hair was drying because I had showered off at the gym. And I was like, my hair is a mess of curls because my hair is very curly, you guys, especially as it's getting along. When it's short, not that curly. Now though, oh my goodness, so many curls. So I'm like, I look like a crazy man and I have a beard. So I just look insane, even though I'm driving a nice car. So I was like, where's my hat? I couldn't find my hat. Finally, I found my hat, put that on, got like my license out, my AAA card, and then was trying to find the compartment glove box found that brought it out and then the lady walked out tiny woman probably like well that sounds so rude tiny woman but much shorter than me i'm very tall at 6'2. so kind of everyone is shorter than me but she was not very tall probably in her like 50s maybe and she was just silent walked up to me i kept asking are you okay are you okay are you injured because i if you didn't know i was a lifeguard in college so i'm used to somewhat of these like emergency events and have been through a couple of different like emergencies, I guess you could say. I was like, what's the name for that? Like life and death scenarios? Kind of, yeah, at least one of them I had where we thought the girl was well she was unconscious at the pool and we thought she looked well she looked dead, you guys. When you pull an unconscious person out of the pool, you're just like she looks dead. But passive is the nice way <laughs> of saying it. Or not passive, I don't know. I haven't lifeguarded in a while. I have expired my certification. Yep. Sad thing. But all to say I've been in these situations before, and that's one of the first things you're asking, like, are you okay? How are you feeling? And she would just, she wouldn't answer me. So I was like, what, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, obviously I'm fine, but she won't say if she's okay, but she's walking. So she probably is fine. And then finally, after like a minute, which it felt like an eternity, she just said quietly, do you have insurance? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. Here it is. Let me get it. And then I don't know. She, I don't know if she had been in accidents before. Cause I told her, I was like, I've actually never been in an accident, so I'm not really sure what we do from here. (laughs) So she kind of like led it from there. And that's where I was a bit frazzled because I was like, I don't know. Like, obviously, I have all the things I need because that's how we were raised. You just put it all in the glove box. But as far as what do you do when you get in an accident, especially on the freeway? And like, I don't know. But luckily, she wasn't upset. She wasn't yelling. She wasn't crying. I, you know, that to me was the scariest part besides the, oh, snap, I'm going to hit her. was like i hope she's not gonna yell at me or i hope she's not injured i mean really injured is the first one but some people get so upset over their cars and their possessions and i'm just like oh my goodness so i was very grateful that she was not like that and she she was also very calm i think though she might have been in shock so that's kind of as i've been thinking back over it for the last few days i'm like maybe that's why she was so silent she didn't really know what was happening and it is very shocking to get hit from behind though also, as I've been thinking of it, I was like, if I've ever been stopped on a freeway, the only thing I'm doing besides like checking if I can start again is looking in my rearview mirror because I'm like, someone is going to hit me. And if they're not slowing down, I'm going to swerve out of the way. So maybe not everyone drives like that, but that's how I do it. And I'm like, oh, that probably would have been helpful. And then I probably wouldn't have hit her. All to say though, that didn't happen and I did hit her. So nothing can be changed about that. But eventually, like I wrote my name, my number and email down on my little AAA insert. But, you know, they don't actually mail those to you anymore. So even though, you know, I just mentioned I paid my car insurance. The only tags I had in there for the little like tear off thing you can give someone were from like 2020 and 2021. So I was like, that felt really awkward too because I'm like, I swear I just like I literally just paid it last month. You can see like it expires at the end of September We are like two days over that But don't worry. I just didn't print out the new ones and she was fine with that She gave me her little paper. I actually didn't know you're supposed to give that to someone I was like, oh, is that why they give you two of these? Uh, So there was so much like naivety on my part of just not knowing really how that all works. And then luckily, because I asked her, I was like, am I supposed to call the emergency roadside service? And she's like, no, I don't think so. You can put that away. That's for like, if you just need help with your car. And then on her paper, because she did print out her little updated registration and like license I guess it's just your registration, your car. She had printed that out and on the back of hers, they did have a number to call if you're in an accident. So she like showed me that and was like, we can just call them in our car separately. So then she went in her car and then that's when I went to look for my license plate because I was like, I want to make sure there's like no way I cannot get it before I go back in my car. Because I imagine people being like, once I got home, well, did you get your license plate? Why didn't you? That was stupid. Like, you need to go back on the freeway (laughs) and try to pull over and find your license plate. I just had all these thoughts. I'm like, what are people going to ask me? Like, mostly in my family or friends, like, when I get back. That is one I thought they would ask. Turns out, everyone since then has been like, yeah, it would have been crushed. You couldn't even use it anyways. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I still end up looking stupid, (laughs) but I looked for that, went back to my car. I couldn't actually find my keys. And I was like, where could they have gone? I haven't left this area. Couldn't find them anywhere in the car. They were on my trunk, which I don't even remember walking over to my trunk. So that was the part of it where I was a little bit more frazzled and like, don't really know what's happening because that's not something i would normally do so that to me was the odd part of being in that situation was i was actually very like calm and at peace i would say which sounds very weird besides that split second which i keep saying of like oh snap the rest was like okay we're just gonna walk through these steps and figure out i think the funny part though was that she started taking a video of my car and walking circles around it. So I'm like, oh, is this what we do? Do I need to take a picture of her car? So I did take some pictures of the back of her car. But I was like, oh, another moment where I'm like, "Mm, yep, I don't know what I'm doing. So I called, though, that number. Really nice guy. Was very friendly. I was very friendly and chatty, too. Because it's one of those things in life, like, obviously, you're not in the best of moods. Because you, you know, for me, my first accident, like, Boo, that stinks. But he said I was like doing very well for someone who had their first accident and just like joshing around with him. And I think the other funny thing was the lady opened her trunk, which was an electric trunk. You like where you push the button and it beep, opens up itself. And I was looking at her like are you crazy? I just hit the back of your car. What if that doesn't close and I messed up the locking mechanism? (laughs) Like you can't drive home on the freeway with your trunk open. Luckily though, that didn't happen. But that is what I was telling the guy. I was like, yeah, it was kind of odd that moment. And he was just laughing. So he was very nice. And you know, overall her car wasn't as damaged as mine. It turns out my insurance covers a hundred Thousand of damn it property damage. So he's like don't even worry about her That was another thing as I was reading all of the car information to the guy and it was a good thing I took a photo because he was asking about the car color the license plate all this I'm, like, I don't know. I just had this experience and I was like actually wait, let me check my photos I took photos. So it was good. You guys if you're an accident take lots of photos even if you're not sure but going through that i was like i thought i would have to pay for some reason for her car and that's why i was like oh man it's a lexus oh man it's a much bigger car than mine that costs so much money turns out though no this is the one time insurance is actually good and on your side besides that it ruined my clean driving record which was a discount i got on my yearly price so that's probably going to go up next year boo hoo boo hoo sad tears tears but she will be fully covered and then my car, I will only have to pay a five hundred dollar deductible, and then they'll fix anything from there. The only thing, though, it's a two thousand four, that's the year of the car, and it has one hundred fifty one thousand miles on it, which the mileage is actually very good for how old it is. But that's what we're kind of waiting to see: like, are they gonna fix it, or are they gonna say it's totaled and then give me a cash amount, like? I'm not gonna pay to have a total car be fixed because one it'll be a, a lot more money that i'm having to put into it and then two it'll have a salvage title and then if i want to resell it which that's what i've done this is my third car <laughs> yeah i've gone through cars but it's always i look for the next car one that's younger so like i started out with a 93 a year before i was born then the nissan i had i I don't remember i think it was like a 2000 or 2001 and then this one's a 2004 so i bumped up like three to four years so if i get another one i'm like it has to be a couple years a younger so older i don't know how you want to say that but it needs to be newer than 2004 so not a new car but they might if it is totaled get a cash amount i'd still have to add cash on top of that to get that but that's what i'm kind of waiting on now the sad part is the guy on the phone sent it my information to the wrong car shop. I didn't realize that there are it's the same company, but they have two different locations. So they send it to the location not near my house. And I didn't know there was two to specify and say, only send it to the one on Azare Street. Please, I can walk home from that location. So I did drive it to that location that I had thought it was going to. They took photos, so they're just waiting for AAA to send them the information. I called because that happened on Thursday. I sent an email Thursday night when they said like, bring it to this shop. And I'm like, oh, sorry, this is the wrong location. Can you please change it? Then I called my adjuster on Friday, couldn't get through to her, left a message, didn't hear anything. So I'm like, okay, goodness gracious. Monday, today, hopefully, we're finally here. Hopefully they will get back to me and let me know. Yes, we sent it to the the actual shop. And then that's when I'm supposed to get a phone call to figure out what is going to happen. So all of a sudden it's just like, okay, I can't drive now. Well, I mean technically I can still drive the car because I was able to drive home. So yay, that was good But i'm not going to be driving it around. I don't want to push my luck there I just need one last drive to drive it back to the shop and then they'll take it from there But within that I can't swim anymore And it was literally one week after my scooter accident. So a week ago on that thursday I fell off my scooter mentioned this last monday on the episode Scraped up my knee pretty bad, hurt like my hip, my side, my whole side, and even had scratches on my face from it. So I was like, "How weird is that?" One week later, and that to me is crazy. And I'm like, now I'm telling, like, joking around because you have to have a a good sense of humor in life for this kind of stuff. But I'm like, you guys, what does that mean for this coming Thursday? You know, I don't know. They've just progressively gotten worse (laughs) from like falling off a scooter, getting in a car crash on the freeway, and like what is next? Hopefully nothing. But without knowing why all this happened, I was surprisingly very calm and at peace over this whole incident. And kind of even after it of like kind of decompressing and figuring out like what happened in the last few days of like going through like the images in my mind of like what all happened in that moment to like thinking what could have happened, what would have happened, what, you know, what went on to it. There was a lot, but I was really grateful that in that moment, I was like, whoa, I remained calm like cool all these years of working in fast-paced stressful environments and work jobs because even my morning job is like that and i do pretty well in that and knowing you know before i started this business i wanted to be a first responder i'm like i think i would make a good first responder i mean i did that with lifeguarding technically that is considered a first responder because you're the first to respond when they're dying in a pool (laughs) but it was cool to see like oh a lot of the training and how i've gone about my life has prepared me for something like this But at the same time, I know that God was protecting me and it's hard to explain. And this is where it does get heavier and I might lose some of you within this, but I do believe that the crash itself was a spiritual warfare attack against me. And if you're not a Christian, then this might sound a bit odd or confusing, but I can't point you to a passage in the Bible, Ephesians 6, 11 through 12, where it reads, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So all of that, and it, it is very hard to explain. You can message me if you have questions about it, because kind of that whole day, starting the night before when I went to the men's Bible study at the church I go to to that morning and all throughout were these small things that it makes complete sense in my mind and just that gut instinct feeling of knowing that this happened like it was so out of the blue and so not something that would normally happen to me of getting in a car crash like I'm very careful I you know this is not in my like wheelhouse of something that comes to me however the great news in it is that I was protected and that it was only my car that was damaged and that got hurt. And I thought I was gonna get a headache and like a neck ache when I got home and like as the adrenaline was wearing off because when you're in those instances like well, you have a lot of adrenaline, <laughs> but I took some Advil and then by the time I woke up the next morning at four a.m. I felt completely normal as if nothing happened. I didn't tell anyone at my morning job, not sure if I will or when I will. I did share it on my personal social media because I don't know. It was something that I'm like, it's, it it was just so odd. You know, this was an event that happened and it is very weird to be like the calmness I had with it was similar to the scooter accident where I'm like, I don't know why this happened, but I'm not upset at the occurrence. I'm not mad at myself. I'm not degrading or like putting myself down. It's just this weird, like it happened. It was unfortunate. It is a bummer. It's a bit sad, but You know it happened i can't do anything about it you can only move forward which i think that's kind of how i've been the last couple years but it's very weird to see that in these bigger instances of when these things are happening because as i said these don't usually happen to me so i think that is super interesting and within that too, I had prayed right before when I was in the steam room because I swim and then I go in the steam room to get warm because I get really cold (laughs) from swimming. There's no body fat on me and the steam is just like, it's so hot and like burns your eyes. So it's better to be closing your eyes anyways. But I had been praying that I would get home safely and be protected from evil. And I think that the humorous part in all of it because that was something that wasn't lost on me was the humor that you can find in these things is that I didn't pray for my car to get there safely too, you guys, you know, I just prayed for myself, so technically, God did pull through for me, (laughs) and completely, because guess what, I did get home safely, I was protected, I wasn't even injured, and the crash wasn't that bad to where I should have, you know how they're like, they shouldn't, like, Been not able to get out of their car and keep going But I think most people would have at least had some whiplash or have gotten injured But I just swam I had relaxed my muscles in the steam room have had a hot shower Was fully like warmed up and cooled down and like jiving with my body (laughs) So I think that too i'm like "Mm, This is probably like one of the best scenarios to get in an accident after you've been all warmed up and Like my body's feeling good. So I am though overall super grateful and thankful that i was protected that i got home safe and like it's a car so yeah it's sad they're expensive they can be awful things but at the end of the day human life and my life is so much more you know be so much more grateful that i actually didn't get hurt which is like whoa that's crazy i was protected from all of that and it happened so incredibly fast that even with like good instincts and reflexes that i typically have I couldn't avoid the crash. So that's also when I think back to it of like, whoa, I'm usually very good of like, boom, 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 let's go take in new information and react from there. Like I couldn't even react in time. And so when you think of like how much worse it could have been, that's where it gets more and more like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like if it had been any different or if I, because I kind of swerved a little bit to the right. So my like, looking forward in the car, my left tail tail or headlight it was the one that got crushed, but on the right side, it's fine. But if I had turned the other way into traffic that was moving fast, like, who knows, I would have been t-boned and hit and rolled and probably would have died. So, that's just one scenario out of many that can happen when you're in an accident, especially on the freeway. So, when you think of that, it's just like, whoa... That is insane. And really, that's why I think it is so hard to believe it all happened of like, yeah, it was a little bit horrifying in the moment of like, oh no, (laughs) I'm hitting this person. I hope they're not injured. I hope they're not mad at me. I have no idea what to do or what to say in this. Besides like when I got there, it was very, I was very calm. And I think God helped me in that too, to remain calm and steady. And even though I lost the keys and there was like little instances where I was like, I'm losing my mind. (laughs) I think overall it went really well. So as we close though, what can we get from this? What is some encouragement from this? And I think what I... When I was really thinking over it is like, when it comes to the car, yes, I will be sad if I lose the car and it is total, then I have to get a new one. But at the same time, I haven't really been attached to things of that extent. So, say my car, and I have been hit many times over the years. It's always a parked car in a parking lot. So, I think all three of my cars, well, the, the previous two all got hit. The first one, I think, got hit twice. It was when I was in high school. So, of course, kids are still learning how to drive or they're not very good drivers. I don't know. But with getting hit, I've only really been annoyed or felt annoyance when it comes to like losing your car and then having to rely on other people to either drive you or borrowing other people's cars. So that's the only time I'm like mildly or slightly annoyed of like, oh, I'm without a car. Bummer. I wish I didn't get hit. But I remember in high school, there were some people like they didn't even pay for their cars. Their parents did. And when someone like bumped their car, or they thought they were going to like get their car scratched. They would blow up and get insane. And that's what I was expecting when, you know, like I know myself, if I get hit, I'm not going to be that upset. Like if someone else hit me. But that's why my initial like fear with this person, I didn't know when I hit them was like, they're going to be so angry because people get angry with their cars. So I was glad she was seemingly more in line with how i think of, like yeah it's a car we both have insurance we have our licenses we're up to date on everything like it'll get fixed the only annoyance is like yeah we're gonna be without our cars for a couple of days but i think that's super interesting and it's partly how i was raised and just part of how i've grown up and how i look at the world but it's that you know possessions are great and can be fun but at the same time they don't bring like true fulfillment or true happiness true satisfaction And I think that is something I really learned in middle school with phone upgrades. When you used to upgrade your phone every two years, you get a new cool phone from a different carrier and like, whoa, now they have like keyboards that slide out. And now I'm gonna do this one and a a full QWERTY keyboard. Wow, cool. And then now they're touchscreen too, (laughs) like all of those. But I thought, you know, at the time a new and better phone would make everything better, would make me happy and content, but that actually didn't happen. The trick is it only lasted a few days, if even that, so not even a few days possibly where that excitement, the happiness of like, whoa, I'm going to be fulfilled now and happy. It was so short in comparison to the longing that you would long for in the weeks and months and like year leading up to it, really like a year and 363 days if you only were fulfilled for 2 days. <laughs> but it would wear off so quickly and then there was no happiness, no contentment found. And I think the funny thing nowadays is all the phones look the same. A ton of people have iPhones, they all look the same. They just move one little thing around. So the excitement there for me is gone because I like technology and those cool new updates. I'm like they're all just box phones. They all look the same. They all basically do the same thing. But I think a takeaway from this and kind of sharing that funny story is like how are you looking at your own relationships with the things and the possessions in your life are you expecting these things to bring you happiness to bring you joy success you know if you were to lose your car or have it completely damaged or totaled what what are your feelings on that besides like oh no how am i going to get to work how am i going to do these things that is you know, those are real feelings. But from that standpoint, or are, are you one of those people that would just blow up and get so upset and, you know, just so angry over a possession that it'll take some money, but maybe your insurance covers the whole thing. So do you really have to be upset? No, probably not. And then after you've looked at your relationship with those possessions in your life and really how you relate to things around you, like, you know, how they're always like, if the the house was on fire, what would you grab first? And I'm like, Oh, I don't know. Besides people, like if, of course, your family, your pets, but then besides that, I'm like, I don't know, my phone maybe, because it's got a lot of, like, information in there, but besides that, I'm like, it's a huge bummer if you had to lose your stuff, but if you're okay, you're healthy, you're fine, like, these are just things, they're objects that can be replaced over time, and really, when you die, guess what, you can't take it with you, so... (laughs) all this stuff you can accumulate and when you talk to or if you hear people that talk to like really wealthy people even them, like they are not happy all the money that they could have and it doesn't bring happiness so i think that's so interesting when we look at this and when you look in your own life of like what are your feelings on possessions or money or these objects and inanimate things that you think are going to bring you happiness and then flip it around and how about your relationship with those people and the humans in your life When you can truly experience how fast life can be here and then removed, that is just insane. And I think it really does change your perspective with how you treat yourself, how you treat others, especially the ones in your family, your close friends, those that you love. And knowing in that instinct, like, I have pretty good reactions and reflexes. I'm good at catching things when they fall too, which I, when I was interviewing to be a police officer, I said that to the Mountain View one and they just stared at me like, what do you mean i'm like you don't know how handy that could be if someone was throwing something at me or something was falling like my percentages of catching things are really good and in volleyball we used to do drills where your partner would hold tennis balls like at arm length and then they wouldn't tell you when they dropped them and you'd have to try to catch them i don't know but it's supposed to help with like your reflexes but even with having fairly good reflexes there was nothing i could do so in that moment if something of you know if something else happened Within an instant, I would have and could have been dead or severely injured, woken up in a coma, you know, all the, or maybe not woken up from the coma and they'd have to unplug me. Bum, bum, bum. So sad. But when you look at it like that and knowing, like, whoa, that could have, like, I was taking a route I take every day. I've driven for so many years. I'm a good driver. I have a good, clean driving record. And then to see, like, boom, I got in an accident and crunched the whole front of my car up and it's now parked on the street. I'm like, Ah oh, man, all the neighbors would be like, what happened? What happened? Oh, I saw your car. What did you do? Obviously you hit someone. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, I did. So I think that is so crazy to look at and really is like encouraging when you think of like, whoa, it's so worth getting together with those you love, really appreciating others and trying to get along with other people, whether it's in your family, your friends, or even just strangers. You guys, you don't know what other people are going through or what tragedy could be happening or how much time they're going to be left on this earth because we aren't guaranteed a certain amount of time on earth. So we should be grateful and thankful for every hour, minute, and second that we get, especially when it comes to those people that are around you because you don't know. Like, I could not have come home. And that is crazy. That's so sad and insane to think about. But as we kind of get to closing this, and since I already shared a verse previously, so I'll just keep on going with that for this episode. Don't worry, you guys. I do want to close one that will bring hope, though, and encouragement. And it comes from Romans 10, 9 through 10. And it says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved i think that is encouraging to know that even if say i were to die that i have been saved and i hope that can be the same for you as well again if you have more questions about that you can reach out to me it's not something that i normally share that much of on this podcast but it is a big part of my life so i thought i would share that and i think with a heavy topic you do have to lighten it up with say some humor and then what's better than that some hope some optimism something that can be positive to take away from this so just know that i don't know i'm just so grateful that i made it out alive and that god was protecting me so with that have a great week and we look forward to being with you again this thursday for our next business conversation and you know what you guys just be praying that i make it through thursday i i was joking that instead of the monday morning show i should have like a thursday evening show now too of like yeah you already heard the business conversation but did i make it (laughs) did i make it through thursday and am i still alive so maybe i'll post something funny on social media about that (laughs) but you know keep me in your thoughts and your prayers especially come thursday with that though have a great day and happy monday